You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Consulted Counselor series. In this series, I answer parenting-related questions so that you can be present and at ease with your child and live life mindfully. Today's question is, my young child stated they want to kill themselves. I'm in complete shock, but how do I know if it's serious and not just a play on words? I am sorry you have to go through this. And it's something that as parents at one point or another, we do wonder, is my kid serious or are they just repeating perhaps what they have heard on TV or perhaps from a friend? And in the English language, if we're honest with ourselves, we sometimes do use these words very loosely, but we must remember that all threats are to be taken seriously. I wanted to take the opportunity and just share some things with you so that you see why we do need to take these threats seriously. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC that we hear of quite often nowadays, the rates of suicide attempts and deaths among children have increased in the U.S. over the past decade, and suicide is now the eighth leading cause of death in children, 5 to 11. Research suggests that young children who attempt suicide are six times more likely than their peers to attempt suicide again in adolescence. And to prevent child death and subsequent suicide attempts during the teen years, it's super important to intervene as soon as possible to help these children who are at risk. These findings suggest that strategies that promote more robust mental health and suicide risk screening in primary care settings, paired with lethal means safety counseling on safe firearm storage and family-based interventions could help reduce the suicide risk in this age group. Researchers suggest that this is the first step in identifying risk factors for suicide in children and determining how to best prevent child deaths. And that information is from the National Institute of Mental Health. So we want to keep this in mind because mental health concerns were identified as a third of the suicide deaths examined, with the most common diagnosis being ADD or ADHD and depression. Trauma, including suspected or confirmed cases of abuse, neglect, and domestic violence were seen in more than a quarter of children who died by suicide. And of those children who were reported to have experienced trauma, almost half experienced multiple traumatic events. Family-related problems such as divorce, custody disputes, parental substance use, or family history of suicide or mental health concerns were seen in more than a third of children who died by suicide. And school problems such as expulsion, changing schools, or suspension were also reported in almost a third of children who died by suicide. So we want to keep all of these things in mind that sometimes things that may seem like not a big deal to us are indeed considered traumatic concerns or events for our kids. 
And we want to remember that they don't have to have a heavy diagnosis in order to receive help from a licensed professional who can not only guide them on how to best cope with whatever it is that they're going through, but also guide the families in order to instill family interventions to help the child out, not only throughout this period of time, but also in the future as well. So if a child is to say statements in school where they want to bring harm upon themselves, what usually happens, and this can change from school to school or district to district, but what typically happens is that they are screened by perhaps a school counselor, school social worker, or school psychologist to see if they are at risk for causing harm onto themselves. If these school professionals do feel that the child is indeed at risk, then they can send them to an outside agency or psychologist or psychiatrist for a full evaluation to see if the child is safe to return back to school. As an outcome of these evaluations, there may be recommendations for the school to put in place, and there may be additional recommendations for families to carry through on. If a child is to say these types of statements at home, there are a couple of steps that you can take as well. In New Jersey, we have something called Perform Care, which is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'll put this number in the show notes, but just in case, it is 877-652-7624. If you're having any type of behavioral emergency where you need outside assistance from a trained professional, they dispatch these trained professionals, which sometimes can be crisis mobile, who can de-escalate the situation and provide further services, whether they be outside the home or even in-home services. Of course, if you believe that a child is making threats to themselves or have taken something in order to cause themselves danger or harm, you can also take your child to the ER and call 911. If you think that the child needs immediate help, you can also call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-TALK or 8255. And you can even text a crisis text line by texting HOME to 741-741. So with all that being said, yes, at times we do say things when we don't actually mean them. However, for the sake of our child's lives, we want to make sure that that decision is being made by a trained professional and not by just us assuming hmm, they don't really mean that. And if a child is using that type of language and does not mean it, we do want to provide the child's education so that they know exactly how to share their emotions and what they're feeling. We also want to provide the child and family education on how to best cope and manage their big emotions, especially so that they have those strategies to deal with these emotions that are truly lifelong. And sometimes kids do use these words when they are experiencing big emotions that they're having a hard time managing. So you may want to seek out the help of a child therapist or a play therapist who can help your child navigate these feelings and again, learn coping strategies so that they can better handle these tough situations. We really never want to find ourselves in the position of I should have done this, or I wish I would have done that. We want to make sure that we're always taking our kids' safety to the highest extent and doing what they need in order to keep them safe and loved. 
So I hope this helped. If you think that this can help another mom or dad friend, be sure to share it with them and subscribe to my podcast so that you don't miss the next episode. If you have any questions for the Consulted Counselor Series, you can always email me at podcast at freetobemindful.com or DM me on Instagram at Counselor V De Jesus. And remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Thanks so much and catch you next time.